I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read all the transcripts of my podcast at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. Earlier, as of the day I write this, I had posted a part of the book of Jude, the last book of the letters that formed the majority of the New Testament just before the book of Revelation. It was on a form that is dedicated to those that profess to be followers of Jesus Christ. I learned two things about the body of Christ where I posted these verses. First, there are those that have not studied or even read the Bible. This of the two things is not even the worst of the things I learned. But the mere fact that these people profess to being quote-unquote Christian when they don't even know who the Word of God is by the Word of God is saddening. What was the worst was a lady's sarcastic reply to these verses. It didn't even occur to her that in essence she was scoffing at God. What is even more astonishing was what the verses were talking about. So that you, the listener or reader, will understand, I will post these verses. Jude, chapter 1, verses 5 through 16. So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and served as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defying authority and scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. But these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them, and so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them? For they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceived people for money. And like Korah, they perished in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameful shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They are like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by their roots. 
They are like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They are like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, Listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. Verse 10, once again, in the King James. But these people speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Jude is talking about those that come within the community of those that profess to be quote-unquote Christian. These people put on a show that they are followers of Christ. However, their actions and behavior betray them for what they really are. Jude explains their destruction in verse 11. What sorrows await them, for they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money, and like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. What is truly sad is that many are like this and are blind to the truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3-4 through 4. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from the people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. But they are within the body. How can they perish? Someone just insisted. John chapter 15 verses 1 through 6. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered unto the pile to be burned. Verse 6 in the King James, John fifteen six. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. There is only one fire Jesus Christ ever talks about. It is the fires of hell. 
those that argue and scoff at the very word of God ridicule God himself through his son Jesus Christ. Does this bear fruit upon the vine who is Christ Jesus? The answer is no. Can they fix this? That is between them and Jesus. That is not our dominion. Those that are of the body, in fact, are told to do this. 2 Timothy 3, 5 They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Titus 3, 9-11 do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish law. These things are useless and a waste of time. If people are causing division among you, first give a first and second warning. After that, have nothing to do with them. For people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sins condemn them. If people are causing divisions among you, give a first and second warning. After that, have nothing more to do with them. Why? For people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sins condemn them. This is one of the largest failings within the body of Christ the lack of will to cast out those that insist upon living in sin. We are given an out. We are told to warn them. This is their chance to fix themselves with God. However, if they fail to do so, for the sake of those within the body that are new or weak, we are to cast those that cause these divisions out, not for their sake, but for the sake of those that are not yet strong in their relationship with God through Jesus Christ with the help of the Holy Ghost. It is due to the fact that this practice is not being followed within the body of Christ finds ourselves standing upon the precipice, which is the age of the lukewarm. The abyss stands before us, for we must choose to end that which is against the teachings within the Bible from the body of Christ, for his return is near. One thing I like to say often is never take the word of myself or anyone else when it comes to the word of God. I always insist that people study in depth the Bible for themselves. Another instance occurred in a public forum. Someone asked for my credentials as to my ability to teach the Word of God. Does this not tie in with the verses of Titus? For the challenge was made due to the fact that we are not to seek after worldly rewards, aka wealth, here on earth. This person was challenging my competence to state we are not to seek after the world. The thing is, I have only shown and taught what is in the Bible. In many cases, the teachings of Jesus Christ himself. As example, Matthew 6, 19-24 Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust can't destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be.
your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And a teaching from John, one of the twelve disciples, 1 John 2, 15-16. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. These are not my teachings. These are the Word of God. Yet people insist upon attacking these teachings. Along this line of thought, two other instances happened as well where people, when you think about it, weren't attacking me directly but in how the word of God itself is perceived. How the words within the Bible itself are to be interpreted their way and not the literal way they are written down. Why they did this is from my perspective is that they can accept that they are living in sin and expect to be received with open arms by Jesus Christ when they pass on or when the trumpet blast comes they feel they will be welcomed in the sky above and gathered into the wedding feast. They are picking out things like God's eternal love for all humanity, that his love will never fail or abandon us, which is truth. What they don't wish to accept is that his love is for all of humanity, even those that deny him. The Bible makes this very clear, and none who truly know the Bible will never deny this. You can't pick the parts you like from the Word of God and deny those parts which cause you discomfort, which is why Paul said this in Galatians. Galatians 1.10 Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. In the King James, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Making people feel good, aka pleasing people, is not teaching them that the letters between Acts and the Revelation were written for people that Paul himself in most cases had baptized after he knew they had been filled with the Holy Ghost. Paul kicked people from the body of Christ because they changed the true word of God to a message that would please others and in turn give those teaching these lies worldly wealth which, as was shown earlier, should never be sought after if you are truly following the Bible. Paul, John, and Peter 
and the writer of the book of Hebrews, as well as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, makes it very clear that even though someone has received the Holy Spirit and been baptized, they, through their own free will, can choose to turn their back upon the truth and return to sin. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 4 through 6 in the New King James Version. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the power of the age to come if they fall away to renew them again to repentance since they crucified again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. Yet for me saying these things, they attack and argue with me, many times in a high-minded attitude, as they know better than I do. I know nothing, and I merely read the word of God and show what is within it. Yet I am the one attacked. When people do this, even those that say they are quote-unquote Christian, all I can do is say this, Matthew 5, 10-12. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad. For a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. For I know I am teaching the truth when these things transpire. And I feel blessed to be the servant of God through Jesus Christ, my Savior. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I